Welcome back to Season 3 of the Be the Adult Podcast. Thanks so much for joining our journey of learning how to parent so that we can be the best adults we can be. Today, we welcome the wonderfully warm and delightful Chris Sasser, a.k.a. Sass, the pastor of Family Ministries at Port City Community Church, located in Wilmington, North Carolina. Chris recently published his first book entitled Bags, Helping Your Kids Lighten the Load. He offers practical strategies parents can employ to leverage their influence and prevent some of these bags from getting packed in the first place. We found so many congruencies in our missions, and we hope that you enjoy this discussion as much as we did. Please see the show notes for the link to Chris's book and website, thebagsbook.com. And as always, we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast with those who could benefit from it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Be the Adult podcast. Be the Adult is a nonprofit organization that provides blueprints for calm and effective parenting so that children can grow into their best selves. Because ultimately, we aren't raising children, we are raising little people who will one day be adults. So, welcome, Chris. It is so nice to see you, to meet you. I feel my smile all over my face as we are sitting down together, well, over Zoom, to talk about uh, our passion. Yeah, well, thank you, Nancy. I've, I've known about you for a long time as well. And obviously, I've, I've read your book, and I think it's brilliant. And uh, we can talk more about that. But thanks for having me. I'm honored to be on today. And we are honored to have you here. I, I do feel, Maureen, who introduced us, that we're kindred spirits, and, and I feel that. So Great. Wonderful. So I, I'll jump right in. Tell me, we talk about being the adult, and it means different things to different people. I'm curious if you could share with us what being an adult means to you. Yeah, and I, I love this question. And it's funny. So I, I also love when when people who are essentially kind of working in the same space, but not collaborating, kind of start to say the same things. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so, you know, like I said, I, I had have your book and got it a couple of years ago, but but I was my, myself in the middle of a project. Um, it is a book that I'll kind of talk about in a little while. Uh, and, and as part of kind of one of the sections in the book, what I wrote that we need to do as parents is we need to be the adult emotionally for our kids. And so it's just so great for me that this is sort of the, the focus of what you're talking about. It crops up kind of every day in the work I get to do. Um, and it's so important for us to sort of focus on this. But to answer the question, you know, I think of, of um, several things. Number one is I, I think of being the adult means that we have to offer stability and consistency to our kids. I think so many kids, uh, you know, they're just growing up in a world that is unstable and probably more now than than ever. And some of them are aware of the instabilities. Uh, some of them are not, but but still they feel it in a lot of different ways. They feel it sort of personally and they feel it sort of um, corporately. And so I think as, as parents or as adults, we have to offer stability and consistency to them. I, I think we have to be really good at paying attention to what's really going on. Mm -hmm. with our kids. And that's quite honestly, kind of part of the the, the book that I've written. Um, part of what the book focuses on is sort of, uh, I call it a, a an awareness and a preventive maintenance plan um, to where we have to be aware of all the things that are going on with our kids and not just breeze through life and think that if we sort of uh, brush on the bigger topics, that's going to be good enough. Or if we farm our kids out to the church or to the school or to the team or to whatever organization that that's going to be good enough. 
as parents, we have to lean in and pay attention to, to kind of what's going on with them. And then I think kind of, you know, finally being the adult means we got to point them in the direction that we're hoping that they'll go. We can't guarantee they're going to go in any nice. direction, uh, but just point them in that direction consistently along the way. I mean, those are some things that I think about when, when, you know, what does it mean to be the adult? Gotcha. So I, I was shaking my head profusely agree, agreeing with you. So tell me if this is right. So it's how we show up emotionally in the moment with our children yep. um, and then how we connect with them. And then what I'm hearing is kind of how we walk next to them, how we guide them. Yeah. yeah. And I would say too, kind of being the adult emotionally, it, it does sort of tie into the stability. I think, you know, as an adult, and I know so many adults who we can quickly spiral into our 14 year old self. Yeah, very. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we do that in a number of different ways. And I just don't think that's helpful for our kids. I think they are looking for someone who's ahead of them, who understands more about kind of what life is really all about and, and essentially the important things in life and, and focusing on the important things instead of the trivial things. Part of what we started saying to our kids at an early age. And, and right now we have a 17 year old son who's getting ready to go to college, a 15 year old daughter who's a sophomore. And part of what, what I started saying to them really early was stay away from the drama. Yes. Uh, Cause don't nobody like no drama. <laughs> now the, the problem is, is people do like drama. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just go on Facebook and we can get into the drama. So, so be the adult emotionally for me. And in the context where I was sharing, it was really everything you said. Plus let's just sort of walk away from the petty squabbles and things of life because yes. our kids see it and then they begin to model it. So. Absolutely. So the word I use is um, how do we keep ourselves regulated? Yes. Right. So we can show up in the smart part of our brain and our nervous system that can then model that for our children and handle whatever they're throwing at us. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Can you tell me about your book, um, the title and what it what it is? I'd love to hear. Oh, yeah, sure. So, so the title is called uh, Bags helping your kids lighten the load. And I've learned that I have to kind of qualify that it's not about the bags under your eyes <laughs> as a parent. Um, but, but the premise is this. It's, I just really believe that kids today are growing up uh, under so much pressure. And I think they are packing and carrying with them some tremendous you know, emotional baggage, if you will, that they have no idea how to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I think the baggage can weigh them down and it can you know, keep them from living the, the lives that we want them to live. I mean, I, I really, I want my kids to be emotionally and mentally and relationally and spiritually healthy. Mm -hmm. But I think that the baggage that we pack, um, it can follow us around for the rest of our life if we don't, again, pay attention to it. So I think as parents, we are kind of uniquely positioned to pay attention to the bags that our kids might be packing along the way. And, and you know, what I say is we can help them lighten the load. And so had this idea years ago, honestly, my wife and I, um, you know, as a pastor, I've done a lot of premarital counseling mm -hmm. in my years. And, and it started when I was kind of the youth pastor and all the kids who had gone through the youth group were getting married and they wanted the youth pastor to, to perform the wedding. And so I would say, yes, we had this premarital process that we would take um, kids through and they were, you know, college students or young adults. And um, either, either we knew both of them from youth group, or maybe we knew one of them and they met somebody in college. We'd, we'd start the premarital process by having them to our house for dinner and we'd play this game. Hey, act like you don't know us <laughs> and tell us your life story, your faith story, and your family story. Love it. And they would unload on us and share with us things, uh, really the, the baggage that they were packing. And they would leave. And I remember I would look at my wife and say, oh, my gosh, they have so much emotional baggage mm -hmm. that they don't know what to do with. So that's where this idea came from. And I am 
I'm a diehard optimist. I've been called stupidly optimistic before, but what I started saying, because our kids were young at that time, is I started saying, hey, like, do my kids have to be in somebody else's kitchen when they're getting married talking about all of their emotional baggage? Like, is there a way that as a parent, maybe I could pay a little bit more attention to the, the quote unquote bags they pack, let's say mm -hmm. from the age of five to 25. And, and what if I could along the way develop a plan to help them not pack so many bags? I'm not naive enough to think that we're gonna get our kids to their young adult years and then you know, not have the emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. um, we are, but, but can I just help them lighten the load a little bit? So started thinking about that, started doing focus groups with college students and young adults where I used to, I would say, hey, tell me, tell me about your bags, here's the concept. And basically um, kind of narrowed it down to eight common bags that kids pack along the way. And uh, so the book is an introduction, uh, a chapter on each bag talking about, you know, how that particular bag might get packed. What are some things that might happen if your kid packs one of those bags? And then the, the real help hopefully is um, just some practical suggestions on helping parents do some things along the way to help their kids lighten the load. Thus, be the adult emotionally. That's, that's one of the suggestions in one of the chapters about um, bags. So you can, uh, if anybody's interested in it, you can find it at thebagsbook.com. Uh, it launches on March 15th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be out, but um, it's just trying to help parents pay attention and help their kids kind of go where we want them to go. How exciting. I, it sounds very informative to increase our awareness. And it also sounds like there's a lot of practical tools yeah. which we all could use. Yeah. Do you want to share? Um, I don't know if this will be giving too much away, but do you want to share one of one of the chapters, what one of the bags is about? Or Oh, sure. I'm glad to do that. I, I think the one I'll go for today is the performance bag. Um, and again, because I think it's just so, so, so heavy with kids. And, and this is it gets reinforced to me all the time through conversations with young adults and college students and even middle school kids. Mm -hmm. And the way I would define the performance bag is I would say performance bags get packed as kids feel the pressure to perform everywhere in life. And they begin to believe that their sense of worth is tied into their achievements. Yeah. And so um, some of the bags that I kind of talk about in the book, they have layers. And so the performance bag, you know, you have to perform in your family, you have to perform at school, you have to perform in sports, you have to perform with your peers. Uh, and there's just so much pressure. And so um, that's, I, I think, kind of one of the, the really big bags that our kids are, are, are getting hit with uh, today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then where my brain goes is that when they feel that pressure to perform and they don't, it's shame that they typically feel. Which yeah. is the guilt and shame bag, mm -hmm. which oh. plays into the identity bag, which uh, it goes to the comparison bag. I mean, that's one of the things that I just keep learning is how many, how these things layer over and over again. And, and we both know that, you know, it's just pushing kids to the anxiety and depression that, you know, we've been talking about finally for years um, in our culture to be able to help our kids, you know, not get to that place. And that's my heart is how can I help, you know, us lighten the load for kids so that they don't get to the deep anxiety and depression that is so prevalent in our culture. I want to read it right now. So you'll <laughs> get one soon. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll stop recording so I can go read it. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and especially now, I mean, unfortunately, the amount of anxiety and depression that our kids are experiencing and then the fallout we're seeing from that is just heartbreaking. It is, I agree. It really is. So I've heard um, how important being the adult is. Can you talk about um, some specifics about, without giving too much of your book away, some things that you've used in your life, maybe with your kids or in, in your 
profession that have really helped you show up more as the adult uh, or that you can recommend for parents? Because it's often I found that we have an awareness at some level of the things we need to be saying or doing, but we stop ourselves from mm -hmm. from being the people that we know our children need. So I'm just curious if you could speak to some of that. Yeah, I'll speak to the what I believe is the importance of just the relationships underneath all of it. There, there is a relational bag. That's really the first one that I lead with in the book. And I think, you know, in, in as adults, we can very quickly, uh, especially in, you know, North American, Western culture, we can very quickly get caught up in defining success for our kids. And, you know, they, they begin to get the right grades and they, they you know, are, get the right awards and they go to the right school and they perform well in the right sports and they get to the right college, they get the right job, you know, all along the, the American dream sort of plan, if you will. And, and we, we sort of think that's success in parenting. So the, the practical thing I would kind of suggest is redefine what is success for you as a parent. And the way I've kind of redefined it in this space, and, and you'd have to kind of do it for yourself, is I've said what I really want for my kids is I want for them to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I want for them to be physically healthy, but there's only so much control I have over that because right. they're going to be playing sports and just living life. But what I really want is I want for them to be mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually healthy, like I mentioned a little while ago. Um, and so, so what, what are the things that we can practically do in all of those areas to help them gain that health? Because if they can get to their young adult years and, and maybe they, they didn't win all the awards or didn't get to the big college or whatever, uh, but if they're healthy in all those areas, um, then I'm, I'm happy as a parent, quite honestly, because I know way too many adults who, who could quote unquote won the American dream and they're miserable. Absolutely. Um, with life. And so the, the relational piece goes to that for me more than anything else. So staying close to your kids relationally. Um, one of the things that I say, and again, a lot of this is in your book, which is, again, so reassuring to me when I hear someone who knows what they're talking about saying the things that came into my brain that I've seen. Um, but, but one of the things I say is, is, and I think this is especially true kind of during this day and age, is we have to give our kids time on their time, not on our time. Um, because, because, because we have them in so many things and they are so busy, they have limited time when they can give us time. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago coming home from work one night and I had some things I needed to do on my computer and my daughter had gotten home and, you know, we had this sort of window of time before, you know, we got to do homework and go to bed and all that. And I had some, I felt like I needed to get done. And she said, dad, can, can you play crazy eights with me? <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. I, got, I really got to get this thing done uh, for work. But what I, what I did in the moment and what I have coached myself to do is I said, I have to say yes. She has the time right now. She's asking for my time as her parent, which she doesn't do all the time. I mean, but, but she's asking for it. So I have to say yes. And, and you know what? 90% of the time I can say yes. I do have the freedom to say yes when my kids are asking for that. The other thing that's happened recently uh, with my daughter uh, and things like this happen with my son too, but you know, she's gotten a little older. We started a routine where we just go for drives. Um, and sometimes it's late night and we'll just drive around town and we've got this big loop that we take and um, she'll put on some music she wants to listen to or something, a conversation will come up. And I mean, there are nights where she'll say at literally at 1030 and she did this three days ago at 1030 night. Hey dad, can we go on a drive? Uh, and everything in me wants to go to bed. Or, right. you know, watch my show or whatever. And I, again, I've coached myself to say, I have to say yes. And so th there've been so many great conversations. So be close emotionally, give them time on their time. 
um, are kind of two big things that I would say, you know, that they're just practical things that we can do as adults. It just takes us sort of disciplining ourselves and retraining our brain. Right. In a lot of ways. What a beautiful story, because what you're saying to her is you matter to me. Yeah, that's what and I'm trying I to want, say. Yeah, and I want to know you. Yes. And I, I want to be with you. And what better message can we give our children? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, whether I get that thing done or I get that extra 30 minutes of sleep, you know, in, in the grand scheme of life is not that important. What is important is that my daughter believes that he's going to give me time. Mm -hmm. That's going to pay off in the long run a whole lot more than whatever trivial thing I was working on in the moment. Yes, that connection really is key. Yeah. And and you're teaching her what she deserves in close relationships mm -hmm. too. I hope so. Yeah, somebody who does want to connect with her and know her and and lean in and get closer. Mm. Wow, I just felt my heart flutter when Aww. you said that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I used to uh, play ping pong with my kids and I'm terrible at ping pong. Right. But that was part of the beauty of it because we could laugh. I could laugh at myself, right? And we yeah. could laugh together and it just lightened the mood. And I would hear so much about them during that ping pong game. That's right. And um, I like to take credit because my youngest at his college now is on, on playing club ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> You've trained a champion. <laughs> I think I taught him everything not to do. Right. <laughs> That's great. But it showed him again that that connection was really important. Yeah. So um, that is a beautiful story. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy to say yes to things like that. Um, but it, again, it's reframing what's most important for us as a parent. Yes. I, it's interesting from, if we can circle back what sure. you were saying a few minutes ago about, um, the, our bags, right there. Yep. So tell me what you think about parents needing to unpack their bags too. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. So I've, I've had the privilege of doing this, uh, as a seminar for a number of years. This, this mm -hmm. idea first came into my mind in 2017 and actually went to a church and did a seminar there. And that's where I was kind of encouraged to, to, get it published and make it a book. So I started thinking about that. But every time I'm able to be in front of parents talking about their kids, the, the bags their kids might be packing, everybody runs to just exactly what you just did. They say, wait a minute, I like I have all of these bags and uh, I don't know what to do with them. And how in the world am I going to help my kids uh, when I don't even know to unpack my bags? And that's where honestly, and, and I'm not trying to, to cop out here, I say get counseling. Yes. and call your pastor and you know whatever whoever for you in your life can help you process those things as i started this project i mean i i thought for sure this is already out there for sure there are people kind of already talking about emotional bags and the bags that we pack and there are of course but but it's all kind of post baggage conversation it's why we have the counseling industry and just so many books on how to unpack your bags and so that's essentially what you have to do as a parent is as you're paying attention to the bags that your kids might be packing pay mm -hmm. specific attention to where you have packed that bag and in parallel do what you can to to become healthy yourself in that and so um I, i'm not a counselor i don't have the idea all the answers on how to do that but i do know that professional help is probably what you need on a lot of this, or at least a conversation with someone you can trust, um, a good friend. Because I, I do know that a lot of the, the the bags that we've packed along the way don't necessarily need clinical help, right. um, but they do need a conversation and they do need us being aware 
of what's going on. So, so just make sure you're having the conversations yourself as you're thinking about the bags your kids are packing. So there's nowhere we can just dump our bags off and then move on. <laughs> Not that I have found. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the pattern of life, right? I mean, again, that's that's partially why I think, you know, I want I'm, I'm really passionate about this is because I want I want to change the pattern of us packing these bags, stuffing them down, trying to figure out how to live life with them and then getting to our 40s and 50s. And at some point and not everybody, but with some people that they just sort of explode out onto everybody else. And that's not pretty. And so how can we just lighten the load a little bit so that doesn't happen? Yeah. And then when we, I like how you say lighten the load, because then when we show up with our children and our bags are lighter, yes, then obviously we can, we can help them with that. Um, and we can also potentially prevent ourselves from handing them one of our bags. Right. That's right. Exactly. And I do want to qualify here because I had to actually, um, explain this to my wife. So I went about a year thinking about this project, talking about this project. I began to write about it before I was ever, you know, was ever able to find anyone to publish it. And as I would talk to my wife about it, she just would kind of like, nah, okay, nah, okay. And what she was hearing from me was as parents, we are the ones who pack all of our kids' bags. Like we're the sort of the, the culprit in all this. And um, that is not true. And so she, her her sort of posture was, who wants to read a book about how terrible I am as a parent and I'm giving my kids all these bags? That's not true. Coaches pack bags, teachers pack bags, technology and media pack bags, um, our, our peers pack bags. I mean, our bags are coming at us from all over the place. As parents, we are just uniquely positioned. Like I said, we have the opportunity, the best opportunity to pay attention to what's going on with our kids. And um, there's this parallel of learning or maybe opening up our bags to figure out what's going on with us as well. But um, it, it's not all our fault is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we, we play into it some for sure, but um, it's much bigger than that. Yeah. And I, I love how you say it's not our fault, right? The way I phrase that is we're all doing our best, right? Yeah, that's right. With the bags that we were given, the yes. ones we're aware of and the ones we're not aware of from that's our right. family of origin, from society, from all of the kind of rules of life, the shoulds that we've collected, the trauma we've been through, and all of that goes into the bags that we carry, right? You got it. Yep. Yeah. So I love that really what this is, is to me an awareness building tool at first, right? Awareness um, and preventive maintenance. That's the way I describe it. Yeah. So can you speak at all to any um, thoughts about parents who've, um, you know, maybe kids are a little bit older and they've maybe handed some bags over that they see don't take such great care of their kids, or maybe they're noticing that that their kids are carrying. Um, any any thoughts on on how to handle that? Uh, the, the, the only thing that comes to mind for me is kind of back to what I think is the underpinning of all of it. It's just gotta be a rebuilding of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And some of that probably involves, um, going back and apologizing and, and, and saying you're sorry and asking for forgiveness, mm -hmm. uh, from someone and, and, and just basically doing whatever you can to, it, it's funny, a phrase I heard years ago was you want to restore the relationship. Um, and this was, you know, when I heard it, it was kind of around when you and your, you know, 10 year old or whatever, have a fight and, uh, you know, you, you don't want to go to bed angry. And so what you have to do as the parent is figure out a way to restore the relationship. I mean, again, with my daughter, especially, I mean, there've been moments where I, I knew I blew it and I, I needed to apologize. And maybe that's the case with some older estranged, you know, adult kids is a, the parent has sort of helped to pack some of those bags. But I remember I, I knew I blew it. 
And I would, you know, go into her room before we went to bed and just say, honey, I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, I, I, I was wrong. I'm going to ask your forgiveness. And, you know, at that point, my daughter hugged me harder than she ever has. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it, it, it is sort of um, being humble in, in your parenting. And even if you think you were right, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I heard fr- from uh, a focus group of young adults a couple of years ago um, was that, that young adults, um, that they don't necessarily believe that their parents offered them grace and forgiveness. Mm. That's part of the estrangement is they just didn't really offer me grace. Now, what we know as parents is we offer grace all along the way. I mean, we picked up their shoes and we did the dishes when they said they would, or we like, there's just grace after grace after grace that actually happens, but often they are not emotionally uh, mature enough to see it. Right. And so with our, with our, maybe our adult kids who are estranged, we just need to swallow our pride a little bit, go back and apologize and ask forgiveness. And uh, again, do what we can to restore the relationship before we begin to speak into the relationship. Because I think we're so quick to speak into relationships before we actually have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, restore it, just do, do what you can. And 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 I, I've worked with some adults who are in this exact situation who they, they're their adult kids just don't want to have anything to do with them for whatever reason. Um, and, and my advice is always just, you got to be patient and you got to, you know, they're going to move on their time and you just do your part and, and don't, you know, think you're going to, you have to get to a place before you actually can. Yeah. And in that process, hopefully through our trying to restore, repair the relationship, we're living more congruently. We're showing, um, like you said, our humility, we're showing, you know, we're owning, that you know we haven't always done the best thing mm-hmm. but that our relationship with our child really matters and is so important to us and just owning our part hopefully will create some more peace within ourselves yeah. no matter if it creates the outcome we want or not yeah. uh, and then models again for our children because they're still our children even if they're adults right what we would wish for them right is That's that right. they're aware that they don't always handle something in the best possible way that they're aware of it. They own it. They try to make amends and try to restore, repair the relationships. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So um, is there anything else that you uh, would love to share that we haven't touched on that you could offer? I hear from so many people how wonderful you are and they hang hang on your words. So I don't know about that. (laughs) They they need to pick somebody else's words to hang on. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, I think the, 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 uh, I'll say one thing that came to mind kind of in that conversation right there that, that I think plays into our relationships with our, our younger kids, for sure, our teenagers, and maybe even with our, our older kids as well. But um, this kind of idea came to me a couple of years ago, and it's, it's really a kind of a gut check for me often. How often do I sort of correct uh, my kids when they're not necessarily doing anything wrong or, or sinful? Mm-hmm. It just bugs me. And I think we, we begin to get into this pattern of correcting our kids when something bothers us instead of recognizing he's just being a 12-year-old boy. That's what they do, and it's fine. Um, or, you know, uh, they're, they're just being a, an 18-year-old or what, whatever. And so we sort of get into this pattern of correcting our kids along the way, and it kind of becomes mechanical in a lot of ways to get them, again, to sort of the, the dream that we have for them. Um, but, but what I think we have to do is just stop doing that and, and, and maybe readjust our dream. And remember, it's not our dream, it's theirs. Mm-hmm. 
We have to let them dream and let God, you know, for, for me, I just, you know, with, with our faith, I believe that God has a plan for my kids and I need, I need for them to discover that and I can help them along the way, but I have to let go and I have to release my kids along the way. And there's, you know, release points, you release them to preschool and you release them to middle school and all along the way. And, you know, we're at another major release point with college with our son. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's gotta be his dream, not ours. And so to be able to sort of let that go and not just, um, try to paint the picture that I want to paint for him, let, let God paint the picture. And then for me to support that mm-hmm. as best I can, I think that's probably the, the, the last thing I would say to you guys. Yeah. And to me, and, and I know it's always been a, a bit of a pain point for me with my kids. It's okay, Nancy, um, they want to fly. So step back. And I just felt my chills when I said that, right? Mm. So it's really true for me. Step back, right? You've you've walked next to them. And now you need to show them that you have the faith that they um, have learned what they need to learn and that you have trust in them, take good care of themselves. And of course they know I'm still here. I remind them, right? (laughs) But (laughs) but that 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 control, letting go of that is super difficult. It is. Um, well, and, and you mentioned the word trust. I mean, that's the word also that comes to mind for me. I mean, we, we have spent all of our life trying to, to get our kids to trust us. And if you're, um, if you're a believer, you want them to trust God. It's what we try to teach them to do. And then we can't do the same thing when it's time for them to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to model what we've taught them <laughs> forever. Yes. So just to circle back for a moment, when you were talking about being aware, the word I would use is um, when we get triggered right? Mm-hmm. To be aware when something's just a trigger for us, whatever we bring in our bag, right? But yep. not necessarily something bad or wrong that they need to change. So to focus more on having the awareness in the moment of, is this really something I need to correct? Or is it something yeah. that I can let slide? Is that right? Is that Absolutely. Not- because there are so many things that we, we, for some reason, are compelled to correct that we can let slide. Mm-hmm. And it is a control thing. And it is just sort of letting them develop into who God's created them to be instead of, you know, making our our guardrails really, really tight into what we want them to be. And that's an exercise in trust for us. Yes. I love it. And scary because we we want them to be okay on every level, right? Yes. That's right. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom and your heart and your passion. I feel it as we're talking. And I already wrote down um, a reminder to myself when I put it on a sticky in my computer, it gets done to look for your book. What is the date again that it's coming? Uh, So it releases on March 15th, but you can pre-order now. Anybody can. And it's at thebagsbook.com. You can go just, there's a, a order now button right there. And so we're, we're really, really close and I'm super excited just for this to be a tool. And what I know is it's, it's not the only tool out there for parents. It's just a, another lens to look at parenting your kids through. And I'm just hoping that it can be a little bit eye-opening for parents and be helpful. So the bagsbook.com uh, is where you can go. And then I have kind of another place where I just share some articles off and on. It's called equip and encourage dot com uh, years ago I went through a process of kind of looking at my life and sort of who I am and what I do and those are kind of the two words that came to mind is I just try to equip and encourage people along the way and lo and behold equip and encourage dot com was available so we have it and are uh, using it to just hopefully get more information out to parents so bagsbook dot or equip and encourage dot com are two spaces that people can go get more information 
I love that. And for me, how do I equip and encourage myself? Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, right. beautiful. Great reminder. Thank you. And if people wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Yeah, I would say you can email me at SASS, which is S-A-S-S. -S -S. It's uh, kind of a nickname that most people in life call me, including my wife and sometimes kids. <laughs> uh, but SASS at equipandencourage.com. That's probably the best email address um, to find me. And I would love to kind of be in dialogue with anybody who wants to talk more about this. Well, thank you so much. I wish you the absolute best with your book. I, I can't wait to read it. Thank you, Nancy. Take good care.